Hey friends, it's Mark James. It is just after 9.30 on Thursday night. Oh, I tell you what, I was tired yesterday after the rug doctor thing um, the night before, keeping us up till half past midnight and all that, maybe a bit later. I knew that yesterday I would end up being tired. When I recorded the podcast, I was buzzing with energy, but I think I said that I would end up tired and I was Come 10.30 at night, I was done in. Sarah and I were watching Great British Menu. Great British Menu. And um, we were... uh, She was well into it, but I was just knackered. And at half 10, I started dropping off a bit. And then at 20 to 11, I just said, I can't watch any more of this. I have to go to bed now. And she went, there's only 20 minutes. That'll take us up to 11 o'clock. Why don't we just finish? And I was like... I just can't. <laughs> I need to go to bed now. I'm too tired. And I just got up and went to bed. So she called me a dick, obviously. And then uh, I went to bed. And I was done in. I woke up this morning at 6.55 and I felt much better. I felt like I had a good sleep and I felt better. So that was good. I've left this until a bit late today. I've not really done anything either. I walked Joshua to school. Um... I was going to walk into town because I needed to get... That sound, by the way, was one of the Airwick automatic things going off, if you heard that weird noise. Uh, I needed to get some hair gel and some deodorant and some other stuff because now Joshua uses all of those products as well. He uses hair products and deodorants and things like that, but he uses mine, so I'm getting through them at twice the rate I would have been. So I needed to go and buy some more, and I usually stock up. I always have like six of everything. So I set off down towards town, and when I got down the hill from the school... I thought to myself, you know, I can't really be bothered to walk up the opposite hill into town because the middle in between, in between where I live, where the school is, they're both on the same level. And then town is on the same level. But in between, there's a massive dip and a river and everything. So at some point from where I live, you have to walk down a huge hill. And then to get into town, you have to walk up a huge hill. There's no way to get there without doing that. So I got down the hill. I thought can't be bothered with this. I'm going to go along uh, the docks and go to Morrison's. And as I started walking along the docks, someone was waving at me. And I realized that it was Sarah's friend, who's also my friend. But, you know, she came into our lives via being Sarah's friend. And that's how people stay, isn't it? They stay the friend of who introduced you to them. So this is, for all they're my friend, they're really Sarah's friend. So I bumped into Sarah's friend, Layla, and uh, she was on a walk. So I stopped and we started chatting and we chatted for about 35 minutes and then I decided I couldn't be bothered to go to Morrison's anymore because I've been out for too long. So I said, I'll walk back with you because uh, she lives in the direction of where we live. So I walked her half the way home and then before I went back off in the direction I was going, we stood and talked there for another 30 minutes. So all told, it was about an hour and a half I spent talking to her, which I didn't expect. Then I got home and... May I was going to make a bacon and sausage sandwich because I had bacon and sausage in from yesterday. But the one bun that I thought was left in the cupboard wasn't there. What happened to the one bun? Sarah's just come back in the room. Joshua had it for his lunch today. Did he? What did he have? I told you those veggie kebabs from last night. Ah, uh-huh, and that was in the bun. It was a brown bun. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? He loves brown bread. Oh, does he? I hated brown bread as a kid. Now I realise that it's vastly superior, but for whatever reason, as a kid, I did not like brown bread. Oh, I was going to ask you to get me a drink when you were out of the room. 
But your macaroni's only been in for five minutes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Would you please get me a drink while you're out there? Oh, I'd love to, baby. Just to coax Zero out of the fridge. It'd be my pleasure. Thank <laughs> you. She's sarcastic, isn't she? Um, so, I couldn't have that. So instead, I decided to have two pot noodles. Actually, on the way home, I did pop it into the Tesco, which is on the way. I should have just gone there for all the stuff. I needed gel and everything. Why did I feel like I needed to walk into town? I think it's because I forget that Tesco is there. Because it's new. It's brand new. There's a new massive Tesco built near us. You'd probably get discounts on the club card. I would have done, yeah. The club card at Tesco is unreal. I bought some stuff today. I bought two sausages and um, three chocolate bars <laughs> and a bottle of smart water. I am naughty. And I used the club card and it went from £4.60 to £3.35. I mean, we bought a pizza the other day, a Goodfellas pizza, and it was £3.30. And with the club card, it's £2. Literally, you get the club card app on your phone and you scan the QR code as if you're buying a product and boom, it knocks the price down. It's insane. It used to be the club card, you just collected points, but now they've made it untenable to not have. But you collect your points too. And you collect points, yeah. You still get vouchers that money. Well, you can't afford not to have one now, can you? The amount of money you save. Mm -hmm. Just today I saved £1.20. Imagine that every day. You go in there every single day. You're saving £9.40 a week. Is that correct? I don't know if that's correct, but you could just not buy all that crap every day and then you're saving that money. £8.40. <laughs> um, and you're saving calories. Well, we don't talk about the calories for the minute. But, um, yeah, so that was that. That uh, that happened. Then for lunch, I had two pot noodles. And I started watching a TV show that I've never seen before, but I fancied called Fargo. Mm-hmm. And it's based on the Coen Brothers film. Now, Sarah and I have a bit of a sort of checkered history with Coen Brothers films in that we don't often love them. Do you remember Burn After Reading? Mm. You said it should have been called Burn Before Watching. Mm. (laughs) That was the funniest thing you've ever said. And that was 10 years ago. I still go on about it. Mm. (laughs) So, if you're wondering why I'm in such a funny mood, it's because I've just been watching YouTube. And have you ever seen that video... It's if you just go on YouTube and search news, uh, news, what would it be? News correspondent interrupted by family or something. Basically, this guy, this news correspondent is broadcasting from home and he's been interviewed by the main newsreader guy. And as he's sitting there, you see the door behind him open and this little kid comes into the room but she bowls in, you know, like, um, what's the name of that guy that, you know, the big model that's outside of the restaurant in LA, the doughboy thing, you know, the massive one, the restaurant where the scene was in the film. Yeah. What film was it from? Yeah. And there's the big guy with a quiff and he's like a big baby dude. I don't know. Do you know which restaurant I mean? Yeah, but I don't know what film you're talking about. Oh, what was it called though, the restaurant? I don't know. <laughs> All right, Raj. So anyway, <laughs> um, the. Well, tell me, answer the question. Well, I don't know. Jesus. The answer. All right, no need to shout. You saw the real side of her there. Oh, shut your she, face. she. <laughs> she just said, "Shut your face." She hits me, you know. Anyway. You deserve it. <laughs> you like it. I do like it. Um, 
I was talking about that. Did you hear, did you listen to the podcast where I talked about the bondage thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, the story was quite sad in the end. I read the article after I recorded, and the guy they were he was drunk and on drugs, and he'd ga- he gaffer taped a sock into her mouth. Because I was gonna say, how did she not shout like? You Wake can't up! Breathe, are you killing me? No, he gaffer taped a sock into her mouth. Apparently, I'm devastated for the daughter. No, she did actually want that though. Well, I don't know. But apparently, they were quite into it. Hmm. Well, let's not get into that now. I'm devastated for the daughter. Imagine finding out that your mum's dead. Yeah, that was part of the article. 15-year-old daughter was devastated. Imagine finding out those two bits of information both at the same time, though. Your mother's dead. Jesus Christ. How did it happen? Well, <laughs> it's awkward, isn't it? It's a tough chat for the policeman. Do you remember when a policeman knocked on our door and told me that my dad was dead? Yeah. And he wasn't. <laughs> A policeman once knocked on our door, and uh, have I told this story on the podcast before? A policeman once. This is when your dad was alive. Yeah, my dad was alive. My dad's no longer with us, but um, at least I hope not. (laughs) We made a mistake cremating him. Um, Anyway, a policeman knocked on the door, and he said, "I answered, and I looked. I couldn't. I was thinking, what the hell are the police doing here? Like Jesus Christ, why is the policeman at the door? Anyway." He knocked at the door. Now, what I need to tell you is that we live at a certain number and our street is called Something Avenue. And then the street that's directly on the corner to us has got the same first word, but it's called Something Crescent. Okay, so imagine it's Birch Avenue and Birch Crescent, yeah? I'm not giving you our address, obviously. But, you know, imagine that's how it is. One of them's Birch Avenue and the other one's Birch Crescent. And they're literally on right angle, on 90 degree angles to each other. So this mistake happens a lot. I answer the door. The police officer does not ask my name or anything like that. He's, he looks like he's shitting himself more than me when I see the police at the door. And he said, hello, uh, I've got some really bad news to tell you. I'm afraid your father's been involved in an accident. It was fatal, blah, blah, blah. Basically, your dad's brown bread. And I said, right, why are you here at the door to tell me that? And he said, well... It happened, and he told me the place where it happened out on the near the motorway. And I said, "My dad would not be on that motorway today. I would know. He's no from no. My parents are from the northeast of England, and we live in the northwest of England. I mean, I live nearly three hours away from where my parents from where I grew up. So there's no way they would be here." And he went, "Right, are you?" And then he told me the name, and I went, "No." And he went, "Do they live at this address?" And I said. I'm pretty sure that they don't. <laughs> it's not a big house, but I can look around and I'm sure there's only me and Sarah living here. It was it before Joshua was born, or was he born? Oh, he was a baby. He was a baby. Um, and he went, is this so-and-so uh, Avenue? And I went, no, this is so-and-so Crescent. And he went, oh. He said, I'm ever so nervous. This is the first time I've ever had to do this. And it was the first time he'd ever had to give someone... But by this time, Sarah's at the door. Why is there a policeman at the door? And I'm laughing, going, well, apparently my dad's dead and the policeman looks devastated. Anyway, he goes, the first time I've ever had to do this and uh, I I feel like it's not been a good start. I said, well, at least you've had a practice run. Anyway, he goes and gets back in the car where the other policeman's waiting for him and I'm sitting there watching. And he speaks for about five seconds 
And then the other policeman absolutely pisses himself. <laughs> and I felt bad for this copper. But you know what? In some ways, I don't mind that. I understand that there's a quite a dark humour in the police force. And, uh, and other professions, you know, mortuary people and all that. Because if you work in that environment, you sort of have to have that to survive, I think. You know, without that... Without that um, attitude you won't survive in that environment you do need to have a bit of it so it's like comedians and performers you know we have very f strange attitudes and comedic uh sort of th thoughts but anyway so i'm watching youtube and if you just search news correspondent interrupted by family basically this guy's trying to do some financial forecast and the door creaks open behind him and then this little girl bowls in but she bowls in like that person the cartoon character that i can't think of from the restaurant we're talking like you know if you put your thumbs underneath your braces or suspenders as you might say in america and you put your elbows out to the side and you walk along as chirpy as you can like a window cleaner in the mary poppins film balls in like that boulders brass just doesn't care and the other reporter says i think one of your children might have just entered the room and the guy puts his hand out and he tries to cover the kid because he's in panic station as if somehow that's going to make this child be invisible he tries to cover them and then another kid who's in what do you call that thing it's like a baby bouncer it's like a thing that like a baby walker, but where a baby can walk around on their own. So it's like a little Pope mobile that they can walk around in and be supported to stand upright, but it holds the weight for them. Then the second kid comes in in one of them. Now that kid must be slow. So that kid's bowled in as well afterwards somehow. And then you hear this scrambling. And then this woman, <laughs> this woman who I assume is his wife, she runs into the room but have you ever seen in a cartoon where someone runs into a room and then they try to stop and turn a corner and they sort of skid a little bit and then they come to a stop? She skids into the room like that, right? And she grabs both of the kids and she basically drags them out of the room. And at this point, the reporter guy who's, who's living in that house, he's got his eyes shut. <laughs> because he's dying at the embarrassment of what's happening and then just as he goes to try and speak again the woman on her hands and knees reaches in grabs the door handle and closes the door and that ends the clip it is one of the greatest moments i've got honest tears in my eyes right now from watching and talking about it it's one of the greatest moments in television history it cannot be beaten it's in a clip if you look on youtube there's a clip called uh it's called about four minutes of the most iconic iconic british moments hashtag three i just i've only just spotted the hashtag three that means i've got at least two more great videos to watch but it's one of the best things on TV ever. In that same clip, a guy whisks some cheesecake and then to taste it, he inserts the entire whisk into his mouth. <laughs> so anyway, go look for that clip. Um, it'll be a joy, I promise. It's really funny. If you watch it, let me know. Um, and yeah, God, we covered a lot there, didn't we? So now we're about to watch a bit of telly. And uh, Sarah's making some macaroni cheese. Say bye, friends.
You're tired. I'm so tired. Sarah's really tired. You get your nails done tomorrow, though, aren't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anything else? A little eyebrow tint. Tidy up. A little tidy up of your face. Of everything. <laughs> a little tidy of the old facial features. I'm so tired. I've just cut my toenails and shaved all my body hair. My arms, I always shave my arms. I've started shaving my arms to, like, baldness. Um, and I don't mind it. I don't use the wet shaver. I use the the beard trimmer, but with no guard on. I quite like it. Um, they feel smooth. Anyway, bye, friends. Bye, friends. Oh, you sound tired. I am tired. You're lovely, aren't you? No. <laughs> bye, friends. <laughs>